0: Welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. That is Impact Media's weekly adventure into the worlds of MMA, pro wrestling, and sometimes some other combat sports. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. Welcome in. As always, tons and tons to get into. we got some really serious moments coming up, there's some fun moments. There's all kinds of stuff. Obviously, we've got UFC. we got Bellator. They both had events over the weekend. Fantastic events, by the way. We're going to dive into New Japan, who, thank goodness, we're getting current content. We're getting this year's content back on TV. All kinds of fun stuff. But as always, oh, I always forget this. If you want to follow the show or if you're listening to this, Go ahead. Wherever you see that podcast, wherever you found this podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We definitely appreciate it. We do not charge for our content, but uh, we are uh, lining up some things, maybe some sponsors and other things. And when we do, we'd, we'd appreciate if you guys would would uh, check out the sponsors at that point. But for now, check out our all our free content. If you like it, go and leave us a question, comment, suggestion. Review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, if you think we missed something, if you any, any of that kind of stuff. Maybe there's something out there that that you felt needed to get covered better. Let us know. But as always, any of the social medias, you can find us uh, at the Impact Ninety Nine. We'll find myself. You can also look us up. Uh, any of the shows, uh, Impact Media. If you just search for that. Um, at Team Impact Media on Twitter. Let's see, what am I leaving out? Uh, you search for Board Check. You can search for That Sports Show. You can search for Strong Style, and those should come up. And if they do not, hit us up. I will make sure you can find the content. Now, as we tend to like to do, we're gonna start with the world of the WWE, which means we're gonna start with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go match by match. I'm going to just mainly talk about the stuff that I feel like you need to know, and uh, things that I think you, you want to hear about. Once again, if you think I missed something, let me know. But it starts off with Kevin Owens and Seth freaking. Rollins teaming up to take on the Alpha Academy, who were the tag team champions and RK bro for the tag team championships. Now I stand corrected. I thought Randy Orton got dinged up last week enough to where he was not going to be in WrestleMania season. I was wrong. He come back and he looked pretty dang good. Uh, But of course the main, there was two storylines involved in this. It was Alpha Academy and RK bro who Alpha Academy won the belts from. It was their feud. This was also Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins' attempt to get into WrestleMania. They currently do not have uh, anything booked. Neither one of them are on the card right now. As of this, we'll get to one of them found a way. Should should be fun, by the way. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about where the other one could go. Pretty good match. Uh, Alpha Academy can really hold their own. When you, you talk about, look, I'm not the world's biggest Riddle fan, but uh, he's, he's a pretty good in-ring performer. Randy Orton, all-time Hall of Famer. Not in the Hall of Fame yet, he will be. Yeah. And Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are, yeah, future Hall of Famers as well. So, the fact that Alpha Academy can not only hold their own, but but actually shine in matches like this, uh, just, just shows how good they really are. So, let's put this up into those two storylines that I just told you about. Because RK Bro wins this match. They kind of steal a victory there in the end. But so they get the tag team titles back. So this sets up the rematch for WrestleMania. We're gonna get the Alpha Academy versus RK Bro for the tag team championship, the raw tag team championships. Makes sense. And by the way, we are, let's see, today being the 16th. We are Right at 16, 17. we're 17 days away from WrestleMania at this given juncture. So when most of this happened, it would have been a little over three weeks. But So we get Alpha Academy, we get RK Pro. Obviously, we'll talk about that more as, as, uh, as we get closer to WrestleMania. But this feud is, has been a lot of fun. In fact, if Alpha were to take the titles back, it wouldn't necessarily hurt my feelings. So where does that leave Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins? Well, as of the ending of this match, Rollins kind of moats his way to the back, and Kevin Owens is uh, just sitting at ringside. Uh, they, They realize that at this juncture, neither one of them are booked at WrestleMania. So what do they do? Well, they talk to Seth Rollins in the back. He seems a little upset about it. He's got to find his way in. We see Kevin Owens later on in the show. In fact, at the very end, he comes down and he says, you know what? I've been talking about how bad Texas is. That's where I believe Dallas is where WrestleMania is going to be. I've been talking about how bad all the people are there. I know how I'm going to get on WrestleMania. I'm going to do a special Kevin Owens show, special KO show at WrestleMania. And uh, he starts going through Texas wrestling legends that were part of WWE. Uh, I believe he mentions The Undertaker. who will be there, but he doesn't call him out. He says Shawn Michaels. Nope, not the heartbreak kid. He says uh, JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, JBL. Everybody knows him. Nope, not him either. He said, if I'm going to be in Texas... And I want a WrestleMania moment. I'm calling up the Texas Rattlesnake Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Steve Austin, update on this, Steve Austin wasted no time within, I don't know, within 10 hours. I believe within about 10 or about 12 hours, honestly. Basically, about the next day, he had already answered and said, Okay, KO, uh, whether, whether I come there to shake your hand or drop you. With a Stone Cold Stunner, I'll see you in Texas. I'll see you at WrestleMania. So Kevin Owens found his way. He has found his way onto WrestleMania. What's Seth Rollins going to do? Well, we don't know yet. He's got to find a dance partner. He doesn't have one. And he's got a couple weeks to do it. He's going to find his way on somehow. I don't know who necessarily, but um, I've got some ideas. But we need to get later into this show before I get into them, because we haven't gotten to the point where a spot opened up. Uh, What other things? We had Miz and Logan Paul come out, and uh, Jerry Lawler was their guest. You know, Miz and Logan Paul are going to take on the Mysterios. That should be fun. That should actually be fun. Logan Paul has already showed that he's athletic. He's competitive. Uh, he's going to be in the ring with the Miz and the Mysterios, so he's going to be fine. He's going to come out looking like Like uh, a million bucks, which due to, I mean, trying to think of the word to use there. Uh, Don't listen, don't, don't listen to everything you hear online. I really doubt he's getting a million dollars to show up. I'm sure he's getting a decent payday, but he's he's not getting a million dollars to show up because they would have half the card walk out because at least half the card's not getting that. So. But uh, they come out, they, they the Miz basically insults Cleveland, Ohio, which is where they're at, and that's his hometown. Jerry Lawler's hometown, too. So that kind of, you know, draws everybody up, gets everybody excited. Uh, the thing that you really need to know here is uh, it was cool to see Jerry Lawler back. He seemed to be doing good health-wise. And uh, Logan Paul is is getting better at handling himself on the microphone. He wasn't bad before, but up until now, he's really never been asked to help carry a segment. And the Miz was helping him out, and uh, Logan actually that Cleveland's also his hometown. That he was also kind of looking at the Miz from some of the stuff he was saying. Like uh, I I don't know if I can agree with you, buddy. And it it was a good moment. It showed a little bit of disorganization. Between the future tag team, uh, I would talk about the Dirty Dogs versus Champa and Braun, but that's going to lead us over into NXT that we'll get to here in a second. So it, this match didn't matter so much. Um, Edge came out again. You know, Edge had the uh, WrestleMania call out. He pretty much left it open, and AJ Styles. Basically said, I'll be your Huckleberry. And then Edge attacked him and things like that. And then this week, Edge came out and, and continued to call him out. And so we're going to get Edge, AJ, Samya. Yeah. If this happened five years ago, well, I guess Edge wouldn't be back in the ring. But if this you know, if this would have happened a little while a little while back, a little while back, I guess I'm, we're going to have a whole different way to talk now. A little while back in their careers, it could be an hour. It's still going to be a masterpiece, but it doesn't need to be an hour anymore. That's going to be a fun match. Um, you have Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. It ended up being a DQ when uh, Damian Priest attacked Finn Balor. Okay. So we're going to get Priest and Finn, which we know. Theory's in the middle of this. He actually last week called out... Pat McAfee and said, "I'm your opponent at WrestleMania," and we'll get more into that in a second. But Finn Balor helping shine up Damian Priest. I'm telling you, they love Damian Priest. They've got a rocket ship strapped to his back. He is, if he's not, if he's not at least in a world title picture within by the end of the year, then something happened. Because they love this guy. And he's got the look. He's big. He's physical. He can do a lot of things. He's going to be getting a, a big shot pretty soon. Uh, and while we're at it, instead of, instead of going into NXT, we'll go into SmackDown first. Because we're all in SmackDown kind of play off each other a little more. NXT did its own thing. As it should. I like that they run that as kind of an independent promotion. They're doing a little bit of a crossover right now because of Dolphin. Uh, Robert Roode. But anyway, SmackDown. Uh, here's here's the biggest story coming out of SmackDown to me. It's not Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns. It's the neck injury to Big E. It was Big E and Kofi versus Sheamus and Rich Holland with their new brother in arms Butch. Who's Butch? Well... If you don't watch NXT, then you don't know who Butch is. And even if you did watch NXT, you were probably a little confused because he usually goes by Pete Dunn. Told you guys it was time to call him up because he had done about everything he could down there and they weren't going to make him world champ again. So, was he ever world champ? I think He may not have been world champ. But they weren't going to make him NXT champ. So he needed to do something. They put him with Sheamus and Rich Holland, by the way. Talk about three guys that if a bar fight breaks out, I want to be on their side. I do not want to face either of them. But Sheamus ends up getting the pin over Kofi. It's because at one time, Rich Holland is on the outside. Big E comes running up to him. Rich grabs him. He he does a belly to belly suplex where it's a, a release, which means you throw them completely over your head. They're supposed to rotate, land on their back. It still hurts like hell. Well, something happened some people say he grabbed him too low or he grabbed him too high or some people say that Big E didn't uh, jump didn't try to help him didn't try to rotate either way biggie lands really crazy on his on his kind of head neck shoulder and they end up wheeling him out of there and I'm gonna defend first of all he's okay. I will get into the Big E side of this in a minute. I want to defend Rich Holland. Because Rich Holland was the first person to check on Big E in the back once the match was over. He was the first person to show up at the hospital and check on Big E and stayed there a good bit of the time from what I heard. So let's not say that he did this on purpose or he was trying. No. No. Because... Do you guys know what Rich Holland did? What his profession was before he turned to wrestling? He's a rugby player. Rugby is a super physical game. Hey, if you guys listen to the other shows that we do here, I cover the local rugby team. I know a lot about rugby. He comes from a rugby background. It is all about physicality. It is all about trying to bulldoze the other guy. It's not about trying to hurt people. Not at all. It's not about trying to hurt people. Rich Holland did everything he was supposed to do there. Big E did everything he's supposed to do there. Just sometimes, even in life, you can have it lined up. You can do things exactly the way they're supposed to happen. Accidents happen. Things happen. So I'm defending Ridge on this one. To say, I'm, I'm going to give Pete Dunst some credit too, or Butch as they're wanting to call him now. We'll see how that goes. Because... When it happened, Ridge immediately knew something was wrong. It looks like he makes a motion to the doctor or somebody at ringside like, you should check him out. Ridge was almost going to break character and run over there himself. But somebody at ringside ran first, got there first. So he went ahead and continued like he was supposed to. Butch or Pete Dunn, however you want to refer to him at this point, he did the same because it happened right in front of him. And he looked down immediately and knew something was going on. It was the quick action. Quick action of everybody involved that helped him out. Now to the Big E side of this. He's going to miss WrestleMania. He, he's, he's not going to be back for that. What he did was he fractured. I'm trying, This is from the article that I read. I read a bunch of different ones to make sure to kind of confirm it. He, I think he fractured his C1, which is cervical, I believe, and his C6 vertebrae. Now, the way this goes is your spine is divided into, into three parts. The upper side are the C's, the cervicals. The, the middle is is usually the M's. I think it's for medial. could be for medium, something like that. And the lower part is the L's for lumbar. He hurt basically his number one and number six if you're coming down the spine. Number one, not one that you really want to do, because a lot of the time, I don't know percentages, a lot of the time when you hurt your C1, it involves even even temporary or sometimes semi-permanent or permanent paralysis. We didn't have that. He was good. He, he got lucky there. A lot of times it, it involves uh, nerve damage and things like that. Seems like he did not suffer that either c6 is pretty bad too most wrestlers when they rupture their necks it's usually the c3 c4 c5 somewhere in between these instead he got the top one in and the uh and basically the bottom of of the upper level here's the good news majority of the time and also in his case this does not require surgery to heal in fact the c6 normally it's a good bit of time i mean he, he could be out of gear at this point who knows it could take a while, but it will pretty much heal itself. It will grow back. There's things you can do to help it out as well, but it will mostly grow, it will it will grow back and be fine. C1 is different. Yes, it will heal itself. Yes, it does not require surgery in his case at all. Yes, uh, you know, like I said, it will grow back and will heal up on its own. That's the good part. The not so good part is is usually when your C1 It's fractured and it grows back. It does not grow back the way it was. Does not grow back completely and intact the way it is. There is um, a decent chance at this point. You never know. We've seen, we've seen Lita, we've seen Edge, we've seen uh, uh, Brian Danielson, we've seen a lot of people. uh, Steve Austin. We've seen. Chris Benoit, I know it's a name most podcasts won't bring up. I will in this case. Those people all came back from neck surgeries and really bad neck injuries. You can come back from them. Even, you know, in Edge and and Brian Danielson's case, a lot of people didn't think they'd ever come back. They were able to come back. There's also loads of other people who never made it back. As of right now, Big E's career that is secondary in this case because his overall health and well-being is first, obviously. As far as the wrestling goes, this could be the end of Big E. And they said in the back, and they said uh, at the hospital, and even now, even though uh, I don't know if he's still in the hospital, I don't know if he is home, wherever he is, everybody continues to check on him because everybody loves Big E. He's just an infectious personality, just draws you in. Everybody loves this guy. Everybody continues to check on him, which is fantastic. But at this juncture, there's a pretty good chance we've seen the last of him in the ring. And that sucks. This is us being selfish because he's so much fun. At least he got a world title run. Uh, he, He does so many great things in and out of the ring, um, you know, there's still a future with him, a lot of stuff, ambassador stuff, and, and working with the company, and rotate. there's all kinds of stuff he can do. We don't know yet. we got to see how everything goes, because, hey, there's that small chance that everything works out fine, and he comes back. But as of now, he's definitely out of WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know if Xavier Woods is going to be back, because they were setting up this trios thing. I see what they're doing. AEW and WWE are setting up where there may not be a trio's title per se, but they're setting up these three-on-three factions. So I'm not sure who the third person could be. So let's say Xavier Woods comes back. Then you have Kofi, Kofi Kingston, and you have Xavier Woods, the new dad. And on the other side, you have Sheamus, and you have Ridge Holland, and you have Butch. So you have a three-on-two. So WrestleMania, right now, would be a three-on-two. It's not going to work. You need somebody who can come in there and add that star power that, uh, I mean, you don't have another Big E, So... Instead of trying to put in somebody like Big E, you need somebody with big drawing power, with big star power. Somebody who's not currently on the card, currently in the middle of anything. Remember I mentioned him earlier. I think this is where Seth Rollins steps in and becomes an honorary member of the New Day, whether he turns on him or not. But if you add Seth Rollins to this six-man tag, main event of the first day. Or the opening match. It could be anything. It's so... Such a good idea. That's what I would do. I'd have Seth Rollins. I'd have the New Day and Seth Rollins versus those three. Sign me up. I'm in. You guys should be excited for this. But let's see what happens. Let's see what they do. Let's see if they listen to me. I've said for years that I think there's hidden microphones that Vince McMahon listens to my ideas. Because there's a lot of times I come up with these crazy ideas and a week or two later, it happens. But Seth needs something to do. There's a spot that just opened up. That's usually how things work. Next man up. Why not? What else is Seth going to do? Everybody else is pretty much booked. He's not in either of the title pictures. Why not be in this one? And also, get well soon, Biggie. We just want to see you healthy and happy. If that means you don't wrestle again, so be it. We know you're going to do some great things. Um... What else happened? You know, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville doing some things. Those are funny. It's 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 going to end up with another fun celebrity moment at WrestleMania. Um, Sami Zayn got a chance to... Uh, try to win his title back versus Ricochet. Ricochet ends up winning. Uh, Austin Theory comes down there and kind of messes things up. And then as Theory comes down there, McAvee proceeds to beat the crap out of him. There looked like some stiff shots in there. There may be some actual animosity between these two because Theory did not look very happy. It almost looked like he broke character that he really wanted to go punch McAvee. But there was a couple security... And, ref, and uh, referees in between them, but uh, if there's real animosity there, uh, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee, that could be a really, really entertaining match. Let's go to the NXT. Let's finish up the WWE stuff. Um, we had we have the the women's Dusty Classic, where Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Cool little tag team. I like that team. I like both those girls. They're really, really good. It's, it's a clash of styles. One, one is uh, is just a really solid, aggressive wrestler, and that would be Dakota Kai. And then Wendy Chu is very laid back, free-flowing. It's like no wasted motion when she's in the ring. It's fantastic. They actually get the win over Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. Or Cora. Cora I think it's Cora Jade. I was you get her last name wrong. And this would be great. But the other thing to think in mind is that J.C. Jane and G.G. Dolan, A.K.A. from what, uh, Fatal Attraction, and that it or the attraction, or I can't remember. They're they're in that faction. They're in the attraction faction. But they are also the women's tag team champions, and they attacked uh, both Raquel and Cora behind the refs' back. But Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu, they move on. They're in the finals. Who are they going to face? Well, they're gonna—they are going to face the winner of Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, who took on KC Squared, otherwise known as Casey Canizaro and Caden Carter. I call them KC Squared. I'm not sure why they don't call them that, Vince. If you're listening, KC Squared—good tag name. You can make shirts. They're the most established team you have, and once again, they job out to two. Main event stars two world champs. Kaylee Ray was world champion and uh, NXT UK. Io Shirai was champ here in regular NXT, and they win. So you're going to get Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai, who were not a team until two weeks ago, versus Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, who were not a tag team two weeks ago, and yet the established teams. In this bracket, like KC Squared, and some other ones are eliminated and out. You see my issue here? Yeah. I hope that Wendy Chew and Dakota Kai get it, but I feel like, once again, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray are just going to be handed another big opportunity. It's good for them, but it's just, you're better than this, WWE, so be better than this. Um, What else was there? The L.A. Knight, Grayson Waller, last man standing, once again, quite good. Waller is going to get the upper upper hand of this. But uh, L.A. Knight more than doing his best to make Grayson Waller into a, uh, a shiny star in the sky. This is one of my favorite feuds going on in WWE right now. It's because uh, Grayson Waller really is impressive. He's fun to watch. And I'm a big LA Knight fan from years back. So I know how good he is. So, It's it's one of the reasons you should be watching NXT outside of, of the Women's Dusty Classic and outside of the world, the NXT championship, the world championship. Um, for some reason, the Creed brothers were supposed to take on Imperium for their tag title shot for winning the men's. Dusty Classic, and then they were too banged up. They weren't cleared by the doctors. I don't Why are they banged up? I kind of didn't get much into that. So MSK took their place because of course it seemed like a you know their usual thing to go, um, yeah, we're gonna call an audible on the match that we booked, and we're gonna put the people we really want in it instead. Because remember the Creed brothers beat MSK to win the Dusty Classic. But once again, MSK right in the middle of the stop. And they're really good. They're really impressive. I'm fans of theirs from their previous stop, too. But what did they do to deserve this spot? Nothing. They lost in the finals. Yeah, they lost in the finals. Is that not crazy? But anyway, it didn't matter because the Greek brothers come out and attacked all four of them, Imperium and MSK. Uh, and caused a DQ and created a melee and so now we're probably gonna get a triple threat that's fine these three teams are gonna do really well. I actually would like to see the Creed brothers the way they're building them up I would like to see them win the belts they won that they won the they won the tournament they should win the belts and they're kind of pretty impressive to start with you're just like okay two former Olympic wrestlers, uh, they're kind of pushing them that way. They're pushing them this. And then they're kind of growing on people. The diamond mine is actually kind of gaining some ground. But let's see what they do with the tag division there. And then that left us the main event for the NXT title. Dolph Ziggler, of course, Robert Rubis with him, versus Tommaso Ciampa versus The Champ. Braun Breaker. I really like the crossover where we've seen these all four of them on Raw. We've seen them on NXT. This is a good crossover. And putting Dolph and Robert Roode in here, Roode is the perfect kind of minion to help stir the pot. Dolph is the perfect veteran to just add so much more to this. And in fact, this was a fantastic match. Sure, Robert Roode had his nose in it, but he didn't affect he didn't affect the outcome as much as we thought he would. What happened in this match? Like, it was a fantastic match. It was a great main event. WrestleMania quality as far as how good it was. And in the end, your new NXT champion, the only championship he hadn't won up until now, well, I don't think he's going tag about something there either, the only singles title he had never won up until now, Dolph Ziggler. Good for Dolph. This is fun. Now him going forward in a couple weeks when they do the NXT part of WrestleMania, their own show, it's it adds a whole new flair because we're gonna we're probably gonna get a repeat of this. But if we don't, we're gonna get Braun versus Dolph. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put the kid over and make him look spectacular. They're really building up Braun. It would not surprise me if he if he got called up sooner rather than later. It'll be after WrestleMania, but we'll see what happens. Let's go to AEW. Let's start with Dynamite. We get Jericho, who congratulated Kingston, Eddie Kingston. It was one of his breakout matches, breakout moments, as he beat Jericho at the pay-per-view. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come down. and. Uh, Ortiz and Santana come, or yeah, Ortiz and Santana come down to, you know, looks like help out. And instead, Jericho 2.0 and Gar- Daniel Garcia jump on Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Looks like Jericho is putting together a, uh, a new faction. So then Jake Hager comes down, and you're thinking, well, he's going to help out Ortiz and Santana. Nope. He joins up. So it looks like we kind of have a new inner circle. It's called something else. Jericho, Hager, 2.0, and Garcia. I like it. Because 2.0 and Garcia could use the the Jericho ball. Um, The match hangman page, defending his world title against Dante Martin. Dante Martin has more than deserved this. All the stuff he's done with his brother out, and his brother's now back. So it would be fun to see them. Uh, top Flight, I think, is the name of their team. They are spectacular. But uh, Dante did really well. It's it's an interesting dynamic. Hangman, not known for a lot of his um, high-flying, but he did a lot of it in this. And there were some sequences that were just unreal. Of course, Hangman retains. Then, then Adam Cole comes out and says, you think I'm done with you? You're mistaken. This is still going. I'm not going to stop until I'm the world champ. Which hangman pretty much said, Well, I'm the one holding the belt, so if you want it, come get it. This, I'm glad this was more than just a one-off. These two need to keep battling, they are part of the way to push this AEW into an even bigger highlighted spot. Uh, Regal, William Regal seems to uh, be siding with uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley as far as creating new stars by banding together. Love it. Um, It looks like the Hardy Boys are going to be back together in AEW as Jeff come down to help Matt. When Andrade, the Blade, the Butcher... And Private Party all come down to a, to uh, attack Matt Hardy, who used to be part of that. Uh, then Sting and Darby come down. Then Jeff Hardy come down to even it up. So that's how we're going to get the Hardy boys for one last run. I think that was the whole point of this. They wanted to join back up and do some of these things. I would like to see them face, there's a handful of teams in AEW. I would like to see them versus the Briscoes on the Indy scene. Uh, there, there's a couple different matchups I would like to see, and hopefully we get to see it for the Hardys hanging it up because it looks like this is going to be the last hurrah tour. The emergence of Wardlow. He's getting more mic time. He has basically told MJF to uh, go stick it somewhere uh, unpleasant. And uh, this kid could be a star. He's he's got the size. He can talk a little bit. He's obviously going to have to. He's going to have to take out Sean Spears at some point. He's going to have to take out and he's going to have to to get the upper hand on MJF. But watch out for Wardlow. It's going to be, he's, he's got potential to be another one of those blocks moving forward. You know, we talk about the Sammy Guevara's. We talk about the Darby Allens. We talk about the MJF's. Wardlow's another guy that, that you size, strength, you think you could build on him. He could, he could be one of your big guys. Um, what else was there? Jungle Express had a fantastic title defense against the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed are a team that impressed me more and more every time I see them. Every time I see them. Because they are... I always forget their name. Did I write it down this time? I did not, but... These two guys, man, they are fantastic. You get the mouthpiece, and they both can work their rears off in the ring. They are, uh, I think, an up-and-coming team. I hope they get their, their just due. Obviously, I don't want to take the titles off of Jurassic Express right now, but somewhere down the road, if the Acclaim won the titles, I'm cool with it. I would actually like them to win before top flight, even though I like the Martin Brothers. The Acclaimed, they, they work so well as a team. They are like a more updated, flashy version of FTR because it's just tag, wear down, tag, wear down, tag, wear down, tag, wear down. They know what they're doing. Let's see. Crap. I can remember one of them now. Anthony Bowens. I forgot the other one. I'm going to feel bad for that. The Acclaimed. Watch out. They are a team to watch for sure. And then Scorpio Sky finally gets a title shot as he took on Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. And your new TNT Champion, Scorpio Sky. Fantastic match. Dan Lambert stayed out of it. Ethan Page stayed out of it. I thought we were keeping it a secret that Sammy Guevara broke up with his fiance because now he's with uh uh what's her name? Conti. But uh she was down there and, and they kind of worked it into it everything. Sammy took some crazy uh some crazy falls. But in the end, Scorpio Sky wins. And not only does that happen, but uh, Ty Conti, that's her name. And then as Ty Conti comes in, Dan Lambert looks here comes Paige Van Sant from his camp. And Austin Vandifort, they were they were at ringside, but they hopped the fence. Paige comes in and takes out Ty Conti. And then she rip she she whips out a piece of paper. A big piece of paper that's stapled to another piece of paper. She gets a pen. She flips to the back page. She puts her, I guess, gene Hancock on it and throws it on Ty Conti, who is laid out on top of Sammy Guevara. Paige Van Zant has signed a wrestling contract. And she's training. She's been training. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that until this story happened. I looked into it. She's been training. Paige Van Zandt is now part of AEW. This is going to be fantastic. You're going to get... The MMA fighter versus the Brazilian Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, isn't it? Or no, Judo? Maybe it's Judo. Ty Conti. It's either Jiu-Jitsu or Judo or both that she is a master in. So these are going to be this is going to be a fun feud. And having Paige fans in the wrestling world, I felt like she should have went into it a year ago. May have even said so on this show. But what do I know? That's going to be. A blast. A real blast. But now let's move over to Rampage. I love that Rampage has at least three to four solid matches every time. And they did. From Private Party, uh, Mark, Mark Quinn took on Darby Allen. Uh, Darby wins the match and then Private Party and a Andrade, Andrade's crew there all try to attack Darby Allen and Sting, to which the Hardys come running out again. They are uh, dressed to compete this time. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun watching that there. But, uh, once again, Darby Allen grows on you every time you see him. It just looks like he has so much fun out there. And he has dialed into being the best Darby Allen he can be. Uh, Mercedes, Mar- this was my favorite match of the entire card. I know there's only four matches, but... These two knew what they were doing. Mercedes Martinez took on Jamie Hader. Jamie Hater to me is the sneaky all-star every time she wrestles on a card. Hayter is one of my new favorites. I didn't know much about her until she showed up with Brett Baker, started doing some things there. And then I then you just watch her work and you're like, she's good. Fantastic. I am a big hater fan. By far, big Mercedes fan too, but Jamie Hader gets the upper hand at this one. I think she can do some big things. I look forward to the day, and Brett Baker won't won't like the way I'm saying this, but when Doctor Brett Baker DMD has to face Jamie Hader, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a matchup to stop what you're doing. Watch this DVR. Watch it 17 more times. You're not going to see something like this. Fantastic. Good for Jamie Hader though. She gets a win over Mercedes. Keith Lee. He took on QT Marshall. Of course, Keith Lee won. He dominated QT Marshall. QT actually looked like the uh, the the bigger star out of this, though. Keith Lee did all the stuff we know he could do, and, and he looked really good against QT, but, man, QT took it all like a champ. QT Marshall is uh fantastic Mechanic, for sure. And that's why I'm so glad that he runs uh, part of the Nightmare Academy, because he's teaching everybody how to do it the right way. And you can tell. A lot of his students are also on the card. And then we get Tony Neese, who takes on his uh, former co-worker, now new co-worker, Swerve Strickland. That was known as Swerve Scott. But Swerve Strickland, that's his real name. Of course, Swerve gets the win here, but him and Neese, they tore it up. To be the main event, oh, man, just fantastic, fantastic stuff. That moves us out of AEW. Now let's go to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Josh Alexander has came back. Uh, Apparently, he's got his work visa stuff figured out. And he's actually going to get a shot, I believe, at Moose very soon. I don't know. more come down. They had a problem with, of course, but uh, it's good to have Josh Alexander back. It's been uh, it's been what four or five weeks, maybe. Hopefully, the time off did him well. Uh, Ace Austin won a three way battle with Crazy Steve and and uh, John Schuyler. That now he is the number one contender for the or he's he's qualified to be in another three way title match for the X-Division title against, what is his name? It is, can't think of his name, but it's those two and another one. It should be fun. We had a big eight-woman tag team match. The biggest thing to take out of this is that Mickie James got the pinfall victory over Tasha Steeles. And that will continue their feud. Because, look, the inspiration and the influence will still have a little bit of one as well. And the fact that Chelsea Green wrestled with a cast on her wrist, even she busted her wrist up, but apparently she's going to try to work through it. I feel like they're going to try to use that as a storyline at some point, but she better watch it. She's had some wrist injuries before, and you don't want to do permanent damage. Uh, what else was there? That's pretty much Impact Wrestling. I mean, the Bullet Club did come out, and they got called out by Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Sabin. So we're going to see a tag match, but it's not going to be against the Good Brothers part of the Bullet Club. No, it's going to be against Jay White and Chris Bay. That's going to be fun. New Japan this week. We had a four-way tag title competition match rather for the junior heavyweight tag team titles. Team number one was Tiger Mask, and, or no, it was not Tiger Mask. It was El Fantasmo, who was wearing a Tiger Mask mask. And uh, Taji Ishimori, fantastic dude. He used to be in Impact Wrestling. That dude, it is crazy. They were part of the Bullet Club. They they took on Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Uh, team number three was uh, Rice K. Taguchi and Master Wado, And team number four was Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles. If You don't know who any of these people are. I understand because a lot of people haven't seen New Japan. I implore you to watch because this was unbelievable. And the junior heavyweight division is not just like a cruiserweight division. There's a lot of ways to qualify for it. So it's not necessarily just small guys. There's some big guys that are in this, too. Uh, the champions coming in to this were the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo and uh, Tazi Ishimori. And who ends up winning? Taguchi and Matrijuato. Fantastic. I think it's the first time Taguchi won tag team belts or he won these tag team belts. It's uh, just just incredible. But uh, to see some of the, st- I mean, see Tiger Mask still do it. Tiger Mask has been represented for the longest time. Um, as one person gets phased out, somebody else takes over under the mask. At one time, Eddie Guerrero was Tiger Mask. It just tells you that it's uh, it's just it's an honor to to be a part of that. But good for Master Wado and uh, Taguchi on winning there. And then that brought up Evil and Yajiro Takahashi. They are part of the House of Torture faction. That includes uh, a ton of other people. They took on Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, who were the uh, tag team champions, the regular tag team champions here. And Goto and Yoshihashi end up retaining their belts, but mostly because the House of Torture and Evil and Takahashi uh, attacked them towards the end. And uh, Evil, by the way, fantastic he he has two belts by himself he i think he's the world champ out there and he's also the never open weight belt that's the name of it it's not it's not like never open or never open weight it's the never open weight championship it's three different things three different three separate things it's not all like one thing But, uh, rookie Koto, man, it it amazes me that he can just, it's like he puts the crowd on his back, and everybody follows him, he's so great, he just follows him through the match, and he does so many great things, but, um, yeah, that was pretty much the wrestling for this week, so of course, as the last few minutes of our show, we get to talk about MMA, because, Who had events over the weekend? Bellator had events. UFC had events. Star Bellator. Bellator had Bellator 276. Berrios versus Mads Burnell. Very main event quality. Or Borics, rather. Why did I say Barrios? I got Barrios in my head. It's, it's somebody completely different. We had Adam Borics. Can't read my writing as well. Versus Mads Burnell. Denmark versus Hungary. I thought Mads Burnell was going to pull this off. I really did. And then Adam Borics extends his record to 18-1-0. He gets the decision victory in the featherweight main event. Good match. Man, it was a good match. My picks were not good on the main card, but I made up for it on the other parts of, of uh, on the undercard. But, man, great fight. Like I said, match Burnell put up a great effort, but Adam Borks, it was just his night. Um, In the light heavyweight co-main event, you had Julius and Anglicus, who I picked. He lost by decision to Phil Davis. Same thing here. Phil Davis and Iglesias, they went at it. Decision win for Phil Davis. Ian improves shoot twenty four six and zero. Yep, he's had thirty fights. Julius Iglesias has had thirteen, but hey, he's not really going anywhere. So the light heavyweight division just gets better. Then we had John Salter once again. I picked him, who lost by decision to Johnny Eblen. Apparently you should just pick against my picks, but then again I didn't tell you guys my picks. So, uh, but the middleweight feature fight, Johnny Eblen, he improves to eleven and zero. John Salter to eighteen and six. It was a good fight. Once again, it's a good fight. I have no problem with him saying Johnny Eblen won. He did. Uh, John Salter had a, had a great performance as well. Just come up on the losing end. And then the. Uh, the last of the i'm not going to go through all the fights but i'm gonna i'm gonna go through a couple on the undercard uh this is the last on the the main card where godzi rabadanov who i picked i said he was going to win by ko in round three real close he won by decision in round three that's the only place you can win by decision but he won over jj wilson who is now not undefeated he is eight and one and Godzi Repidanov is now 17-4-1 in the lightweight division. It was, uh, isn't that crazy? You get four decisions on the main card because all four were exceptional. On the prelims, um, Alex Palizzi with his submission win over Jose Augusto where was the other one uh oh, the big decision win by uh Deanna Fsaragava over uh, uh, Kira Batara. that was in the women's flyweight man those, those two girls they were throwing they were throwing some, some hammers Cody Log gets the KO win over James Adcock that was a uh, Cody Law is still undefeated, by the way. And there's another one that jumped out to me. Oh, Jordan Howard gets the TKO victory over Trevor Ward in the phantom weight division there. The next pay-per-view for them is is Uh, 277. Oh, that's mid-April. It's going to be a little while for them. Friday, April 15th, at the SAP Center in San Jose, it's going to be A.J. McKee versus Patricio Pitbull. Two. One was how A.J. McKee stayed undefeated and uh, captured the belt. This was the, uh, the the end of the Grand Prix for the featherweight world title. Yep, Patricio Pitbull, 32, five and those. Bellator wouldn't be where it's at. It's not all these guys, but these two played a big part, especially in building the featherweight division. Uh, all these guys, Patricio and Patricio Pitbull, just they had great matches, great matches, great matches, and helped build this division, and it allowed people like AJ McKee to come in, stay undefeated, and eventually get the title. It's it's going to be outstanding. Um, it's a double title match because light heavyweight world titles on the line. Corey Anderson versus Vadim Nemkov, and of course, as this gets closer, we'll talk more about the. We'll talk more about the card, but Bellator has a huge, huge card coming up. Kind of like it's going to be a month before we see it. There's not going to be one in between it, but hey, they're gearing up for that one. That San Jose is going to be fantastic. You know, UFC has been traveling in the last year, back traveling on the road. So as Bellator is starting to get on the road too, it's going to be fun. So let's talk UFC Fight Night. Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalev. Magomed Ankalev with the unanimous decision. Once again, these two were trading bombs. They were trading hammers. And Ankalev did more than Santos, so he gets the victory. He moves to 17-1. 22 and 10 for Thiago Santos. He's not going anywhere in the light heavyweight division. Those two are are two of the best. The light heavyweight still stacked, all kinds of fun things going to happen there. Um, uh, Song Yadong with the big KO on Marlon Moraes. Song Yadong building back. He's now 19-5-1. That moves uh, Marlon Moraes to 23-10-1. Song Yadong in the Bantamweight division, better look out if you're above him. He's he's uh, going to start knocking people off. Uh, let's see. What were the other ones? Big win by Drew Dober over Terrence McKinney. Alex Pereira over Bruno Silva. Matthew uh, Samelsberger over A.J. Fletcher. Uh, Julian Roberts come up just short. Losing the decision to J.J. Aldrich. There's another one. Where, oh, there it was. Yeah. Miranda Maverick put on a show and put on a clinic and got got in, got out. Hey, you don't get paid by the punch. You don't get paid by the submission. You don't get paid by the hour or the round. You get paid by the fight. Miranda ended that one early with a submission over Sabina Mazzo. She improves to 12-4 and and 0-9-4 for Sabina Mazzo. But Miranda Maverick, women's flyweight. Good for you, Miranda. Good for you. Now that moves us to this weekend. UFC's fighting still. Like I said, they, they pretty much go every week. This is UFC Fight Night, Alexander Volkov. Versus Tom Aspinall. You're going to see a big theme here. I can't remember. Is this one? This one may be the one in England. Because there's a lot of English and uh, European uh, people in this. One. But uh, Alexander Volkov in the heavyweight division versus Tom Aspinall. That's the main event. Uh, man. I really like Tom Aspinall. He's a really good guy. I've heard him a lot on Bisping's podcast. Give me Alexander Volkov. I'm not saying Tom can't win, but, man, Volk just, he's a machine. Uh, Arnold Allen is going to take on Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker looking to rebound, looking to do some big things there. I'm actually going to take Arnold Allen because I think in the featherweight division that you're going to see a surge of Allen up to the top. Now, not to be outdone, another English guy, Patty Pimblett. He's going to take on Kazula Vargas. In the lightweight division, uh, I'm taking Patty. Of course, I'm taking Patty Pimblett. Could Zula win? sure. He could really disrupt the party and flip the apple cart, but I got Patty in that one. Uh, he's a heavy favorite. Uh, Molly McCann is going to take on Luana Carolina, or Carolina, sorry. In the women's flyweight, I'm taking Molly McCann. I'm taking a lot of the English people, outside of Volkov. Uh, Molly McCann's going to do some really cool stuff in the flyweight division, but you got eleven and four versus uh, Luana, who's eight and two. So something's got to give there. Mike Grundy is going to take on uh, Maquan Amirkani in the featherweight division. Like I said this is a lot of the Dagestani and a lot of the Russian fighters. There's a lot of heavyweights and light heavyweights on this one. There's a lot of the uh, English and man, this is such a this card is just loaded with a ton of the, basically, overseas talent. Because a lot of people that are listening to me are probably in the U.S. This is These are the people we should be watching out for because they are running the divisions. Uh, Paul Craig is going to be in a light heavyweight fight against Nikita Krylov. That's going to be, that's going to, Paul Craig is actually the uh, underdog in that one. That should be fun. Let's see the other one. Corey McKenna is taking on uh at least Reed in the women's straw weight. And then Cody Durden, there it is, is taking on the currently undefeated Muhammad Makayev in the flyweight division. It looks like the entire card is ESPN Plus. You know, I have ESPN Plus. I'm sure you know how to sign up for that. But that's gonna do it. Shout out to all you amazing people who allow us to come on each and every week and talk MMA, pro wrestling, and the like. So much going on. Like I said, this weekend Volkov versus Aspinall on ESPN Plus. Man, I am gonna have to make sure I am I am available to watch that or I'm gonna watch the the, the replay or something because that card is loaded. It's got a lot of fun fighters that I enjoy watching that you should enjoy watching. And continue to support the show. We appreciate it. Like I said, we're, we're going to line up some fun things here soon. We're lining up some, uh, some uh, things we used to do. We're, we're getting some things back in order. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully a little over an hour didn't keep you guys too long. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. This has been Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Go watch fighting. Go watch wrestling. Deuces, gooses.